Let's Roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for all things Kings of War. as they delve into the world of Mantica and bring you in-depth coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Countercharge. I'm Bob Asplund. And I'm Jan Stover. And I'm Steve Hildrew. Welcome to a community spotlight with two of my favourite people out of the Kings of War scene here in the UK. It's Bob and Jan, fresh off of International Campaign Day. So first off, how was International Campaign Day? It's fantastic fun. It had a was great, great time. fun, yeah. I must admit, I've, I've had uh, a lot of fun because I've been uh, communicating with Beachhead Tournament down uh, in uh, Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously I've been trying to get all their results in as well as having our own games. So it's been uh, been an interesting day. It's really cool. I'm in the, the group chat for the um, the people that were organising it, and uh, my favourite quote was, uh, Lancashire appears to be a den of iniquity with the amount of evil wins they keep posting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. don't know how that happens. No idea. But it's not just Lancashire. It's obviously Bournemouth were in amongst all those results. Yeah, Lancashire, Bournemouth. To the Americans, it's very much the same. They're very close uh, to each yeah. other. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... it's... It's a small area, like small not even area. a quarter of the country, is it? <laughs> so the point of Community Spotlight is for us to shine a bit of a spotlight on people that might not, you might not otherwise hear from, although you guys are pretty active on Facebook. Um, but Jan and Bob are two tournament organisers and active uh, tournament players and participants. So let's start off with, um, Bob, let's start off with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself, a bit of your kind of wargaming background story, where you came from, how you got started and how you found out about Kings of War. Right, well, according to the sheet, it says, uh, where are you from? Well, I was born at an early age. I started out... I'll smack him for you, Steve, yeah. don't worry. Please do. Um, being part of, my, my parents were both in the military, so we moved around a lot. Uh, but we settled down in a place called Stockport, near Manchester, which is in England. And when I was at school, in my eight, nine-year-old phase my dad used to buy me a lot of airfix model soldiers which i used to play with uh as any kid does on the floor you know the old uh, line them up and face them off against each other and then a friend at school introduced me to dungeons and dragons i went down to a a, a couple of sessions at a friend's house and got hooked on the idea of using dice to to play with the model figures uh, but it wasn't uh, for a couple of years later, when I was about, I think it was 11 or 12, um, I found out that there was a, a local war games club in a, a civic hall near where I lived that played ancient war games, Romans versus Greeks, etc. Went down there, I persuaded a friend to go down because I was too shy to go down on my own. We went down together, and to be honest, we got hooked by... The visual spec- spectacle of uh, vast armies laid out on tables and scenery, and, and it just captured us, took on board that, and started playing myself. And then, in the early 80s, Games Workshop released Warhammer, which was sort of a seminal point. It suddenly became 
we could play all the things from Lord of the Rings, all the books and everything that we've been reading, onto the tabletop. And that's really when I, I, I started getting hooked into fantasy wargaming. And I play currently Kings of War and I do the Vanguard Skirmish game. So did you play Warhammer all the way through, kind of like first through to eight? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, must, I must admit to having done that, yes. Um, I mean, I, I ran Warhammer tournaments between 1994 and 2011 and then sort of fell out with Warhammer and the whole Games Workshop thing for various reasons. And it wasn't until 2017, again, another so six-year gap, that one of the guys down at the club said to me, oh, you do know there is another fantasy battle game going around, don't you? And that sort of picked me back up. So that was, did you, you must have stopped before 8th edition then, I guess, kind of 6th, 7th kind of time? Well, we, I, stopped, I, stopped, I stopped running tournaments, and I think it was 7th edition had just come out and I stopped running tournaments, but I did play. You played casually? Did carry on playing. Right. Um, I, have, I, I have got every edition of Warhammer on my bookshelf. Sadly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And Jan, how about you? So, um... Same same question to you, really. Uh, talk to me about uh, your wargaming origin story. <laughs> well, I uh, I suppose I should start with the same thing. Where am I from? I'm uh, from a tiny little place called Longridge in Lancashire, which is out in the Fells. So we're the middle of nowhere. Nothing better to do of an evening than sit and play my little brother back when Epic came out, the original Epic that was released by uh, Games Workshop. And that was kind of my start into war games. So you bear it in mind, we're looking at well into 25, 26 plus years ago at least. Well, quite a bit more actually, because I'm thinking about it. My kids are that kind of age. <laughs> so uh, it was one of those things. My uh, parents decided as a joint Christmas present, we'd get the epic set. And I ended up playing Corn. Uh, and being chaos, and my brother took the other side of things. Yeah, you know, he was all goody two shoes, and I was always evil. I'm very, very surprised by this news. Well, it, it's all good fun, isn't it? I <laughs> uh, moved, moved through all sorts of different weird and wonderful games, Hero Quest. Met Bob at the local gaming club that he actually started. Was that? Must be 26 years now. 94. Yeah, 94. Uh, <laughs> which way, I, I met, met across a crowded table. No, we, we've not been we've not been together that long. We, but we weren't, that's when we first yeah, met. Yeah, no, it uh, it took a while before we got that far. We both had uh, relationships of our own at the time, and obviously things have come to pass in the meantime. And suddenly, one night we're sharing a house, and we've not killed each other, so something must be going right. Mm. <laughs> but, <laughs> Is that your metric? Because that's quite a low bar that you're setting there. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, it's it's like our, our day of gaming today. Bob's Bob's idea of how it went is he won the last game, so the entire day is his win. Day. But, you know, I'm like, yeah, I completely tabled you on game one. I left you with two figures on the table game two. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> from, from such yeah. things marital bliss are made i i feel <laughs> so so you're a warhammer gamer as well jan or uh, i was uh fantasy battle hmm. so yeah I, I did the fantasy battle through seventh and dark eighth elves. edition to be honest dark elves uh I, I never converted that over to be honest i don't know why not i've never gone for the twilight kin look 
No, but it enabled me to have a load of models for my Twilight. Yes, I know. Yeah. You're fine. <laughs> Changing my stuff. But uh, I, I always was a hobby gamer. I've always been into the, the painting side of it more than anything. Hmm. I love the social aspect and all the tournaments, but I've never been majorly competitive. Just as well, <laughs> given your performance last year. No offence. But uh... <laughs> oh, last year was horrendous. Last year wasn't the best year. Got new dice. No. <laughs> yeah, you went from being a masters player to a uh, top wooden spoon owner in the uh, in the United Kingdom. So that yeah, but it seems that you f- seem to have found your home with Night Stalkers. Anyway, we'll come on to that in a little bit. So um, so who is it? So you wanted to so say someone at the club um told you about Kings of War, was it? Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah. And so, so what's been your experience with Kings of War so far? So, I assume how far was that into Kings of War? Was it first edition? Was it second edition? It oh no, second. no, no! It, it was, was um, well into second edition. It happened actually in August of um, 2017. It was mentioned to me that uh, we'd been playing a game called uh, Open. Was it Open War? Something like that—a skirmish game that was supposedly all things for all people. And it didn't really work out. But then a couple of guys converted their old Warhammer armies to Kings of War. And they said to me that this this is going on. We tried it um, playing basically with... I have um, a Lanchnecht army that I turned into a Kingdoms of Men army. And then a Clash of Kings at Cardiff occurred. And I was persuaded to go down for that. I enjoyed a weekend of peace. And... That was that was my fourth game of of Kings of War. It was my first. It was the first game at, at Clash of Kings 2017 against Richard Heath on the top table, being streamed live by wow. Mantic. Um, and basically, I, I could hear while I was playing. I could hear the comments. I think it was. I, I think it was Rob Berman was saying. Uh, and I don't know why he's done that, but uh, oh, and that's another unit gone. And there's another unit gone. And Richard, bless him, was rolling <laughs> dice and saying, you have to take them off. You have to take them off. <laughs> so that was, that was my, my uh, first competitive game of Kings of War and absolutely hooked me, to be so, honest. So as a new player, they put you on the top table? Uh, I was on the top table, yeah. It was random um, drill it, stuff, though, wasn't it? At yeah, the but the, 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 day. The, thing, the thing is... Uh, I'm used, to, I'm used to being on the top table at events. Of course you are. Ones, well, especially, especially ones that start off in alphabetical order because my surname <laughs> starts with A. So, you know, it, it, it starts off quite high and then and slides downhill from there, to be honest. But that, that, was, my, that was how the, the Kings of War developed for me. And then I came home and said to Janice, you've got to play this. Because and I, I need somebody. I need somebody to practice against. <laughs> rather than the, the guys at the club who, who were better than me and kept beating me every time. Well, you didn't just come home and say that. You actually came home and said, guess what? I've booked you on a tournament. Yes, that's right. We're yeah. going to Four Foot Snake in February. That's right. And you're yes, going to come yeah. with me. And it's like, <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> you strong-armed into it. Oh, my God. So I had to then look through all the army books and decide what I want to use. And I sat back and I thought, heard. Heard sound fantastic. Yeah. I can get a teddy bear's picnic going. I can have bunny rabbits bouncing all over the place off people being giant killer bunnies and a bit Monty Python. Yeah. So yeah, I did uh, did my bits and pieces, and my third ever game was my first game 
in the tournament at four foot snake. That's right, yes. And it's like, I, I could have killed him though, coming home and saying, oh, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no better way to get into it. I'm really sad that four foot snake's not on this year because I didn't go last year because I'm, I'm relatively new into the scene, so I didn't know about it. And it's not on this year, so I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully it's return later in the year or next year, maybe. Mm. So fingers what, crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. So, what do you like about the rule set? What is it about Kings of War that attracts you, Bob? What you know? Why did you come home and say this? This game we have to play. What was it about the game you liked so much? Well, it was the it was the fact that rather than moving models round and taking them taking them off individually as per the old Warhammer, mm. it was the attraction of the massed units and the. The fact that it's the visual spectacle until you you take them off when they're routed, it just appeals to me. Like going back to to my first war games experience of walking in and seeing all those massed armies on the tables, that was the main. It's the visual impact. When I got then got into it, it's the subtlety of the system. To be honest, what is in effect um, a skirmish game? because you, you're never going to have more than 14, 15 pieces on a side, depending on how many points you do. But it's the ranks and flanks. It's the fact that each skirmish piece is a base in itself, and the fact that you can model those to, to, to be what you want. It's all about the visual impact and... The subtlety in the rules. I mean, it's a, a fantastically simple game to learn. It's an incredibly difficult game to master, I find. I think you have real problems. I, I, I love the fact that you have real problems with the latest rule set and the fact that I can make charges from closest yeah, points. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's something subtle, you've yet to pick the up. That are causing me the problems at the moment, but I'll get, I'll get, the, I'll get me fuck on it. Don't worry. So what about you, Jan? What do you like? Uh, what is it you like about the rules? Here? You, as a Warhammer player that's come into this, what you know? Why? Why? Did, why the switch? Did you guys try out of interest? Did, did you try AOS at all? Very, very briefly. Yeah, we had a <laughs> very games, briefly. Yeah. It, it was a couple of games, and it it just it seemed to take forever. It didn't flow. It wasn't natural. There was nothing to it that you know made made my brain say, "This is great." Although, don't get me wrong, we've got a lot of uh, AOS players that have now come to the club, and they're blinking fantastic. Mm. They're very tactical players. So, you know, learning a lot from them. But it just it didn't click with me. And I, I suppose also I had the fact that I had kids that were, like, quite young when that first came out. They were like, I was coping with three teenagers in the house. So my brain was not usually very focused. Mm. <laughs> so what is it about Kings of War that you like? Sorry to do where are you there? Oh, you're fine. Um, I, I think it is just the ease of the melee. And a little bit like Bob says, you, you're not taking single figures off a tray every time something gets killed. So you you kind of keep the visual effect constantly and feel like there's something going on. But I, I also... I don't know. I, I love seeing people's reactions as well across the table. I'm very much a social player. And, you know, I, I do get to a point where sometimes I do think, right, okay, I need to go and buy them a pint. But <laughs> uh, a lot of the time, I'm, I, I just, I, I like the way it flows. I, I enjoy 
being able to spot things. I know Bob's particularly annoyed with the fact that I seem to just focus in at the minute on uh, corner-to-corner pointing mm-hmm. and stuff. I, I seem to be able to spot exactly where I'm going to fit and where I'm going next now that we've got version 3 out. And it is working a lot in my favour. I, I can't deny it. It's brilliant. Yeah. So, so what you know? What what is it about? So the third edition. There's some rule changes that have really appealed. There's some stuff you. What's excited you guys by third edition? You know, I, I personally I found the refresh of the armies was really great. It kind of allowed a kind of a reset of people's kind of I don't know, the meta, if people don't like that term. But you know, what was it about version three that really that you guys liked so much? If, if it, or you know, was there stuff you liked about version three? Yeah, I mean, I I I love the new army lists. The way they, they the way they've, they've changed up everything to be more uh, based on the historical rule set with the master lists and the theme lists, that's good. Um, they, um, to be honest, I think the rules are a lot more streamlined now. I love the rules, the the extra rules for the terrain. And where, coming down off hills. Coming down off hills, yeah. Uh, the fact that they've split out the the old flay and nimble. They've, they've cleared everything up. They've uh, made it more concise. They've they've made my war machines a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, they've nerfed the shooting, which makes... Uh, when I first started, I played with a lot of troops of stuff, and it just got hammered. And now I find the same army, because the shooting has been dialed back a bit. I won't say it's it's been nerfed to oblivion but it's been dialed back a bit it makes the smaller the, the smaller units a lot more effective i think the troops are much more effective. i think they are and um, the whole game itself flows a lot better they in in the the transition from second to third for me apart from one thing which seems to be my inability to to remember to measure corner to corner charges <laughs> um is, has become much more enjoyable and it's a much better set of rules overall and i think the, the guys in the rules council should take a bow yeah it's that kind of uh, that people have been saying that msu style of gameplay has come back into it hasn't it because it's far less susceptible to shooting is it is there anything you found so far that you that you would change that you don't like that you you know you think perhaps needs adjusting? Well, I've still got to say I'm still crying from herd being completely. Oh yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know that's that's one of those. I haven't found anything yet that I I disagree with. Um, I'm not saying I won't, but they they certainly they in one way they've loosened it up a bit with the expanding the 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 charge arcs. But in another way, they've tightened it up with some of the other rules changes. I don't think all the kinks have been found yet, though. With the change, that from speaking to speaking to people on the playtesting and stuff like that, the 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 time period between them announcing that they were going to do third edition and the third edition coming out, I think the they didn't give themselves enough time to to actually iron out everything. But then, what game system ever does? I mean, look at you know eighth, ninth edition Warhammer. I think it, I, th- I think the set of rules as an evolution is good, and it's going to carry on getting better. Cool. So 
one thing about the herd thing, I don't know many herd players that are happy um, because, and I think it's not because the army's not any good. It's just because it's changed so much of the list. I was, um, I played a game against Richard Miller, who's yeah. um, a pretty great herd player. And- I, I played him a lot in the last year. <laughs> he's, he's named the jam technique after a game of tournament. <laughs> <laughs> together. But I, we knew that that game was going to go really fast. So I, I just ran in there and yeah, it was the jam, which will be forgotten by Rich. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a lovely bloke and he's a very good player. But he's his army that he's his new army that he's come up with is actually surprisingly devastating. It's very like Minotaur chariots are fantastic. It's just the fact that he's had to change his whole army that I think feels a little you know he feels a little bit hurt by that. And I think all all herd players, kind of Richard Miles, feels the same. You know, it's not that the new list mm-hmm. is bad. It's just that it's very very different. And I think that's really just kind of Mantic put, trying to put their own stamp on things a little bit. I think so, and I think I, I, you can't argue with it, to be honest, because the Uncharted Empires originally was sort of a lifeboat for all the the eighth the edition Warhammer players that, that that came across. So it is slowly going to dwindle out. They, they, they're going to they, they have to really put their own IP on it to to carry on with the game. So they're never going to please everybody all the time. And I think what they've done is is a really good compromise because the fact that just like only, only only a couple of factions <laughs> have really kicked off means that the vast majority of people are happy. Well, herd's herd's not the worst hit from what what's been seen, is it? But uh, I must admit, uh, Rich at our last tournament started using Varanger. He he doesn't use his herd anymore. Which is a sad loss for herd players because he was a darn good herd mm-hmm. player. Rich but, Miles, that is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it is. Yeah. He's he's come up to our, our last couple of tournaments, to be honest, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he, he came and he tried out his herd and got an absolute thrashing, and he went home and the next thing I knew it was like. Here's my list for the next one. Same yeah, models. Heard, same, Boringer, models. I mean, yeah. <laughs> same models, different army. <laughs> so, so what armies are you guys currently playing? So Bob, you're you've when I thought I've played you with your with your Twilight Kin in the previous edition, but given that was mostly dragons, I'm fairly certain that that's not <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not that happening. Mostly dragons? That, that was, one or two, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was only so Tandy Laycock out for Mark Love, wasn't it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. The, uh, so the, the the I started off with Kingdoms of Man. I still have a Kingdoms of Man. I've got um, Brotherhood, which now I suppose I can divide into two because I also started a Forces of Nature army. I've got Elves. I have uh, Dwarves, Abyssal Dwarves. I've got Ogres, about 9,000 points of Ogres. And um, Free Dwarves. I'm just continuing to do a Free Dwarf army for a brief period between... Version 2 and version 3, I ran um, a Berserker Brock army. Based on the Clash of Kings list. Yeah, based on Mario's list from the (laughs) Clash of Kings that won. Um, I also have the, obviously, the Twilight King. I've got half an Abyssal army, and I'm currently working on... My uh, Undead. (laughs) Your Undead, yeah, sorry. You're a swine. Whereas I've, I've sat there, I obviously was a herd player, but uh, I've had Twilight Kin and Undead sat there in the Mega Army boxes for the last two years. Mm. 
and obviously I've now moved on to my uh, Night Stalkers, yeah. and uh, somebody has uh, picked up my undead and started painting them because I'm not getting there fast enough. Hey, I wouldn't complain if I were you. I would love someone to come and paint my army. I am sick of painting. That would be amazing. Bob, if you want to just pop up, I've got a spare bedroom. You're very welcome to visit any time. I've got... Uh... I tell you what, I'll send him down for a week. You'll soon send him back. Oh, you can have it. You, you, you can he might never a, come back. You never know. I'll watch the battle report on YouTube. That'll be good. <laughs> so do you have a favourite army yet for third edition, either of you? Ooh. <laughs> um... Well, mine, I, I suppose mine's got to be my Ogres. Third, third edition has been quite rocky for the Ogres, really, with the, 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 the reduction of the shooting, the boomers aren't all the, the be-all and end-all that they were. But it's been really nice for stuff like Siege Breakers, Hunters, um, that sort of thing. So at the moment, I'm running what seems to be the uh, standard net list for Ogres. And... Uh, the first tournament I took them to, uh, rather than coming last, I came eighth. Yeah, man. So yeah, the, the, the ogres, the, the ogres have <laughs> been quite good to me so far. So at the moment, they're my favourite third edition army. Got to say, those berserker bullies are unbelievable. Yes, they are. They just need a nerf, a heavy, heavy nerf. They're ridiculous. And they'll be great, aren't they? Don't, 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 don't mention... <laughs> no, do nerf them, nerf them. No, Hurry up, nerf them. Don't em. mention it. I, I keep telling Dan that they're always fine with um, Berserker Bullies. There's no need to look at them. Yeah, don't look don't, don't the curtain. <laughs> they're fine. Let, let, let Bob actually manage to have something that can beat me. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Jan? Have you, I see, I see, I'm going to guess it's Night Stalkers. I am loving the Night Stalkers, but don't get me wrong, I've also been quite tempted with the Northern Alliance. There's a lot of stuff in that that I'm quite liking the look of. So uh, between that and possibly picking up my undead, (laughs) (laughs) if I can ever ply them away from Bob. Undead are super strong in third edition, super strong. It's like playing on easy mode, and I'm not even joking, it really is. It's no wonder Dan King keeps using them and winning tournaments, is it, at the moment? Isn't it weird? (laughs) He needs to paint some bloody infantry, though. It's no. funny to see the same things at every tournament as a different name. It's nearly as good as somebody else I don't know. Yeah, I never know whether I'm stuff. playing against werewolves, chaos trolls, or what with him. It's terrible. <laughs> it's all the same. It's all the same. So do you guys... Um, what you know? What's your favourite part of the hobby? Do you, you know, are you more of a competitive gamers? Are you hobby gamers? Where do you kind of place yourself on that kind of spectrum? I, I think there's that little patch in the middle that covers all three. It's like you get your little circles and you've got that bit in the middle. I think we like all of the aspects. As long as there's beer involved, I'm happy. Yeah, to be perfectly honest, I think the tournament tarts. (laughs) (laughs) We just just go to meet people and, and, and... Talk bullshit. And, yeah, and if we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. If we come mid-table, perfectly fine. Yeah, I find your the, the wooden spoon collection's not going that well this year. I'm I'm not doing well with my uh, throne of spoons. No <laughs> throne of spoons. I think uh, your performance. It, it's a bit like uh, Dave Lister in Red Dwarf with his pool playing. You know, you need. <laughs> it's about the, the amount of beer you have. At about three, four beers, you're at your peak. But then if yeah. you start, you know, it starts to go down here. If it's before that, you're not quite there. You need to reach that peak and start. You know, that's where your your prime playing position is. That's what I find, having seen you at a number oh. of tournaments. Yeah, so well, maybe I think, a bottle of wine before I get to the tournament. I'll be the, fine. The, 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 problem, the, problem we, the problem we have is the, 
things like when they hold Clash of Kings at Element Games, is they, they do that thing called the Fruity Octopus, which is uh, a yes. pint of mango cider with a shot of crack uh, and rum, rum in it. And like four, four or five of those. And my, my third game opponent on the Saturday was quite bemused by my performance, I think. Well, I, I think you were probably looking to either end of the room crossways. You were a state. Whereas Ross did what's it, I'm functioning alcoholic in the bunch. Yeah. <laughs> the first ever tournament I played um, was at Element Games, and you guys were there. And I think, Bob, you forgot to deploy your mammoth in the final game. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> Andrew Pauly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Halfway through the game, something missing. Yeah, yeah, I yeah when, when I sat there, we were tossing up the points at the end. I said to Andy, I said, well, when did you kill the mammoth? He went, what mammoth? <laughs> we were still sat in the box. Played out 215 points less. Oh, <laughs> so you guys play an, an insane amount of tournaments. You're nearly, you're nearly up to Rusty Shackleford levels, and that's saying something. But uh, which ones have been your favourite? If you could pick a tournament that's been your absolute favourite, what would you pick? I've got to say Four Foot Snake, it having been one of my first ones, and I loved the fact that you made your own uh, character model that went into its own separate painting competition. I, that bit I've always appreciated, because I've always been very much into my hobby side of things. I love painting. When I can get anywhere near a painting table, that is. Hmm. I must admit I enjoyed Southwest Clash last year. Uh, well, that's because it's in Bristol that's and there was lots Bristol. of cider. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not always nice to visit the hometown once in a while. Oh, I'm planning on going this year, uh, going down to Matt James' tournament. So are you guys going this year to Southwest Clash? Uh, we're pretty much hoping so. Bob's yeah. got family that live about 10, 15 minutes drive away. So, yeah, so it's always cheap for the accommodation, as long as they're not listening to this. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we don't want to see you, by the way. So, what what else is on your on your docket, as Jeremy Devar would say, for the rest of the rest of the year? Well, we're off to Malaga in two weeks. Oh yeah, you guys are the official English delegation to the Spanish tournament playing crowd. That's right. right. That's we, the um, ones. <laughs> we're, we're off to the regional in Andalusia for uh, for a one day tour, all the way to Spain for a one day tour. But I didn't realise it was a one day tournament when I booked it. I must admit, I thought it was a two day tournament. The last one we went to in Madrid was a two day tournament. Uh, the Freak Wars. And the Freak Wars, yeah, that was uh, twenty eighteen, and. Since then, we've had we've we we have had a lot of friendships with the Spanish players. Well, they keep coming they, across to my they tournament. Came across, they came across. Yeah, they Brick came across Con. to Brickcon last year. And um, they're coming again this and year. And they're coming again this year. So <laughs> we're going to Andalusia for for the the one day uh, tournament. I'm I'm really hoping because it's a qualifying tournament for Clash of Kings. It'd be good to come as a Spanish I'm, contingent I'm really, to Clash of Kings. Yeah, I'm really it? hoping that I win so I get the free <laughs> place at Clash of Kings in Cardiff. God, imagine if some Spanish people came to Clash of Kings. That would be terrible. Oh, no, wait, they won. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's that. Obviously, we've got our own tournaments that we're running. I, hopefully, I might get to play at one this year as long as we get you, even numbers. You've managed to play at a few. It's me that doesn't uh, get to play. Apart we, from your Preston Pillage in December, which yeah, you run. Yeah. Southwest, Southwest Clash. We're hoping to pick I up like one some of the of guys. The Reapers. Yeah, the we, Reaper ones we, are we did good. Bexley last year. We're hoping to do another one this year if we can. Later on in the year, though. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a lot of time. And there is uh, one at Worcester 
uh, Celestial Forge. Yeah. We went we to. Really we really enjoyed to one. the one that you came to. Yeah, yeah, Dance. yeah. Rich and Steph's tournament. Yeah. yeah we're, hoping, we're hoping to do the one in April. I've heard there's a tournament in Birmingham in September. I'm just saying that's. Uh, that's oh, running. That is that the one with the weird acronym there? <laughs> Yay! Long to remember the full name. You're, of you're, it, but... you're allowed to do what you want as long as it doesn't interfere with me tournament or something like that. that that's definitely not what it's called. But yeah, 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 yeah. Come to my tournament just because I need some players to come to my tournament, please. Well, that, yeah, that, that, that's, there's a that's, bar. There's a bar. On the radar. Woo. Uh, there's, uh, they, and you I know mean, us. Obviously, we are Brickcon in Manchester. This is the one that Jan runs. Uh, play at that again. Hopefully, we've got more Spaniards coming across to that one. Well, I've also been told that we can extend the table this year. Last year, we managed uh, sixteen. No, there were eighteen. Right, 18 there were eighteen sorry. places <laughs> in last year's one. And, uh, I've been told I can uh, I can double that if I want. I can uh, just move it up, but it all depends how quickly things sell out. So initially, he's just put us. Has he put 20 places or 24? Uh, something like can't, that. Can't remember either which way. We've already sold a few of the places, which is nice because tickets only went on sale a fortnight ago. Yeah, and there's some there's some sort of uh, tournament in South Wales at the end of the year that doesn't... Yeah, the to, one that we're trying to get the Airbnb sorted yeah, out for. Trip, trip to so, South Wales that doesn't involve company. infantry training is always good. <laughs> always pleasant. I'm looking forward to that one. That's, that's going to be pretty, um, pretty good. I think they've... They're anticipating it's going to be the biggest tournament in the world it, today. They did sell it very well, I must admit, at last year's Yeah, well, they, they, they said, they said that well. the last three years, though. And it's been right. The last, well, the year before wasn't, but then it was the biggest tournament ever this year, and then they've sold so many tickets, they were already selling well. So I, I'd anticipate at least 100, so it's going to be really cool. That's really cool, because I'm, I'm planning on an all-mantic army for that, so I can go to Adepticon next year. Yeah, it's overrated. Overrated. <laughs> yeah, that's why I've pinched all Jan's Mantic Undead. And I've got Dan training me to uh, how to play Undead. How, how to actually roll the dice would be the better yeah, training for be, you. Really <laughs> so, anyway, before we talk about your tournaments, tell me a little bit. So, in terms of, so if people don't know where Lancashire is, Lancashire is up in the far, far northwest. Of, just before you get to Scotland, take a left. And you're in Lancashire. And it's, that high. We're by the Lake District. It's very, very beautiful part. Of it. My dad lives in in the Lake District. So, um, and I did most of my spent nearly every summer holiday and Easter holidays of my youth up in the Lake District when my grand lived up there. So, very beautiful part of the world. Um, give us a, you know, is it right? You set up the local gaming club. You're involved in local. How do you know? What's your local gaming club? Tell me about that. Oh, the local gaming club is a club called the Ribble Warriors. It's been going since 1994. He was a founder member. It started. It, it started basically. Um, we went to a war game show in a place called St oh, Helens. Four of you went to a war four game show. Four of us did, yeah. And on the way back in the car, we sort of made a pact that what we were going to do is instead of having to play in our local games workshop, we were going to find a venue, we were going to start a club, and we were going to play what the hell we wanted to. Um, rather than just games workshop games and we managed to find a venue we started the club and then proceeded to play virtually all games workshop games and uh, a lot of others we um started running tournaments very early it's always been more of a drinking club that plays war games is the description that we've been 
told with. a few times. <laughs> um, we were big on the Warhammer tournament scene. We're getting big on the, the Kings of War tournament scene. We just turn up, we perform really badly, and everybody notices us. That seems to that's, be that's the formula. That's because we're usually at the bar. Um, <laughs> last year, we, we celebrated our 25th anniversary last year, and we're looking now, apparently we've got to look forward to the 50th, and hopefully we'll make it. Well, of course we'll make years. it. We've got that many people. We've even got Meg players and bits and pieces, you oh, know. Yeah. Poor souls. <laughs> so is that, you, you, do you, you know, is there much of a scene outside of Ribble Warriors in the northwest? Is it mainly you guys, do you feel? It's very bitty in the northwest, very bitty. There's we a have, couple of local gaming shops. Yeah, we, we have, um, we found, I mean, uh, when we first got into Kings of War, like I say, three years ago, it was... Um, yeah, it was a regular six of us, wasn't it? Yeah, it was it was six of us rotating the around each other the playing. And then we started running tournaments, and all of a sudden... You end up with we, we newcomers. Up, I, mean, I mean, obviously, obviously <laughs> there's, there's people that have been doing it for a long time. I and mean, when we get Andy Ransom turning on, he's been doing it for a long time. Sam Barker. Um, we, get the guys, we get the guys from Leeds coming across. You've got the Northern Kings, you get Chris Calburn. But then we found that uh, there were a few guys local to Blackpool, which is five miles down the road. Then we've got the guys from Cumbria who have been playing in isolation and then suddenly found there's somewhere an hour's drive down the road where they can come and play tournaments. Well, it's not just tournaments. Some of them do turn up for the Tuesday night. Some of them night, do turn up. They, you know, we've regularly up, got yeah. ten players every Tuesday night playing, so it's not like there's a shortage of us. No. <laughs> it's it, it sort of the, the, the Warriors have, 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 I suppose, become a bit of the focus for Kings of War in the North West. Well, I don't think the shops are getting very much focus. I, I know that... Uh, Luckily, the gaming shop, it's only because I went in there and said I'd run a tournament for them that they even took notice that Kings of War existed, or Vanguard. Mm. So it, it's it's one of those, isn't it? I'm sure Manticore worked the way up into the northwest a little bit more, but currently we're, we're just finding little pockets of people and pulling them all together. Yeah. Which is how you build a gaming scene, right? So it's it's helpful that that, that kind of that, and you, you've done something similar on a Facebook, right? So I mean, do you go? I mean, assume your Facebook page is the Kings of War in the North, right? Which is what it, it was started by yourselves, or is certainly administered. Oh no, Sam, 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 Sam Barker. Oh, well, I'm so Sam's going to kill me, <laughs> not that. Really. And, then it, and then it sort of died off for a couple of years, and then when we 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 started getting more popular, he said, "I already I've started this group." Do you want to become admins on it? So we've sort of taken, bless him, we've, we've, taken, it, we've it. taken it over <laughs> and sort of applied the bombard people with uh, information. I mean, uh, you know yourself, we're on, we're on Facebook groups all over the place because what we do basically is we, because we, we, we travel so much up and down the country playing tournaments, we, 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 get, in accepted in, we get accepted into the, the groups and... We and just, we can't help ourselves. We take over. push everything through. <laughs> and we, we like, sh- we like over, yeah. yeah, we like sharing with people what we do. We don't like, um, also it, it helps the, the English in- reserved thing of, you know, take it or leave it. We don't, we, we just throw it out there and say, you, you're coming or else. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a threat. 
Yeah. As, as a military man, we know you could kill us with one finger, so we better do it. Otherwise, uh, <laughs> uh, you just never Marines or wherever you are. Yeah, don't pull me finger. <laughs> so, what do you guys? If you know people are thinking about, what's your tips for building a community in, in an area? It's because you're, you know, Lancashire is a pretty. It's very, very rural. I mean, people are pretty spread out. What's your tips for building? Is it just be regular and be active and be vocal? It is. Yeah. It's be noticed. Um, be welcoming when somebody somebody inquires. Um, try and and always be. Uh, forthright with answers if somebody asks something that you can't do tell them um, or, or say that you find out or for them. find out for them don't, yeah. don't try and invent stuff some people seem to think they can reinvent the wheel if they if if they are we've had people approach us um that are closer to manchester and things like that and we've said yeah you can come and play here or the what's probably better is you go to Altrincham, which is uh, Andrew Sharp's club, or you go to Element Games, which is the local sort of hub thing for, for Kings of War, really. They, everybody seems to know where that is. So it's, it, it, it's just basically spread the word, keep spreading the word, and try and, and put yourself out there as much as possible so that people know you're the point of contact. The, the, the number of people that, that contact me or Jan and say, uh, you don't know me, but I know such and such a person. And they said, you could look at this, yeah. you could do that. One of, one of the things that has worked in, in our advantage is that we are have been in the Warhammer and the war game scene in this area for a long, long time. Um, because I was on the, the Warhammer Players Society committee for Way about 15 years. And I've also been part of the uh, British Historical Games Society group that run BritCon. You say you have been, you still are, love. Well, yeah, but, but for, you know... <laughs> I'm not like you. <laughs> there's the, that has been a factor in it, that people who are not immediately part of the fantasy games and kings of war hobby still remember me from that and when they do finally realize that kings of war is there i'm i suppose a, a friendly face that they, they they know from old it sounds bad but <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> what, bad. it's one of those things that people remember me from a long time ago and so i suppose i'm easily approachable in that way but the 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 most is is to, to keep getting the message out there, keep putting the events on, keep being sociable, and keep yeah, keep being sociable, mix with people, show them that you're there and we're playing the game and everybody's the same. The last tournament we we ran, there were um, 28 people, and of those 28 people, 12 of them were either that was their first tournament or they were still and they in the, the process of building an army but we we relaxed the, the painting yeah, restrictions we, I, I thought we had to to be honest with it just becoming version yeah, three to make it so that it was a more of a welcoming environment the fact that dan king turned up and won as he usually does it sounds like what he does right 
Yeah, it's what he does. He turns up to wins and goes. We've we've got to that point. You expect that. (laughs) But we we also had a lot of guys that... Actually, no, no, no. I've crossed that out. Last year, we had top three on that podium, that particular tournament I ran. Oh, yeah. Was uh, all Northern Kings. So, yeah. No, that was East of Easter. Was that East of Easter? Yeah, it was. It was East of Easter. Winter Wonderland was completely... It was uh, Andy Laycock. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? One of our own. Gosh, that, that was back when I actually held it in the shop, wasn't it? Yes. That was Harlequin's shop. Mm. Oh, strange that. No, you're right. So I'm interested, Bob, given given your um, involvement in Warhammer and, you know, still being on these committees and such, what's your thoughts about the old world coming back? It's always a bit old news now and it's kind of like, oh, three years in the future, but is that something you think is going to really change the scene? you think it's going to start detracting from Kings of War? Do you think they're going to be entities in their own rights? You know, what's your thoughts in terms of uh, how that's going to affect things? Well, I think I'm more excited about it than Bob is. Yeah. I'm in two minds, to be honest. Um, I loved the law for Warhammer and I loved the, the whole gaming involvement with it. But towards the end, it got the, the codex creep and everything got uh, too much for me. I'm hoping that it's a good game in its own right, that they support it, and that it has a, a, a it ponders to all the people that were really disappointed in AOS. On the other hand, I hope that it's nowhere near good enough to compete with Kings of War, that it doesn't disrupt what has built up of Kings of War so far, because the two tournament scenes, Kings of War tournament scene reminds me of what the tournament scene was in Warhammer in the early 90s. It's sociable, it's friendly, it's a really really good thing to get it it's clean and it's without too much divisiveness you still get i mean an example is when we were last down at element there was the ninth age yes they had the masters on on. and a lot of the guys yeah a lot of the guys i knew were playing in that and to be honest it brought back a lot of bad memories about Warhammer tournaments with, they seemed to argue a lot. There were a lot of not smiling faces. There was not much banter going on. Whereas with Kings of War, the tournament scene at the moment is entirely the opposite. It's free-flowing. Yeah, it's (laughs) free-flowing. It's the best people. Yeah, it's the banter. It's, It's the friendliness it's the fact that the rules don't interfere too much with the tournament gameplay. And I hope that the new Warhammer doesn't detract from that. The only thing I can think of as a positive for the new Warhammer that will be coming out is they're going to bring out new models. Yeah, exactly. And that'll give me something that will fit in to all the stuff in Kings of War that they haven't yet done the models for. You know, I'm sat here thinking, I don't like the Shadowhawk model. But I'm sure there'll be something that'll come out that'll suit it. And we're talking about three years in the future, right? I'm fairly certain Mantic will have more models by then. Hopefully, mm. I'm sure I'm, I'm they will. So, I think talking about Mantic, what's you know, what's it for a perspective of a player and TOs? What's what? What are your guys' thoughts on Mantic games? You know, what are they doing well? What can they improve on? Well, mm. I, I feel Mantic are very, very supportive as TOs. As as a TO, they've 
given me brilliant price support over the last, well, most of the last two years, to be honest. Yeah. So uh, it's it's only improved this year. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Mantic have done great on that score, but at the same time, they're not really coming into the local gaming shops where we are. I'm, I'm quite friendly with a number of our... Uh, local shop owners and you know I've had to nudge the shop owner to get hold of somebody to try and get stuff or to try and you know see how it's worth them joining in you know I I organised a a Vanguard tournament in our local shop would have been last May was it last May? Yeah it was last May and uh, yeah Tom the shop owner was was brilliant in the fact that it's like right well I'll tell you what I'll, I'll send them an email and we'll talk to them and they were very good they spoke to him but he didn't really get any contact other than that you know if he'd not sent that email there was nobody saying let's let's make things better in your area we, we haven't got pathfinders or anything up here we've nobody that really does any of the reach out into the community the only stuff we get is people finding us on Facebook and coming along either to the club or meeting them in local gaming shops or whatever when we're in the areas. You do realise that everything that you guys are doing more than qualifies as what Pathfinders do, right? And you could be earning magic credits for doing what you're already doing and plus you get a t-shirt out of it. Why don't you guys sign up? Well, Bob's got that many t-shirts. Don't tell him this. (laughs) (laughs) He's got one body, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) But what a body. Am I right? (laughs) Oh, he's proud of it, I must admit. <laughs> Fair enough. So, um, tell me a bit about your tournament. So, you guys, you run a kind of a, a bewildering range of tournaments. I'm never sure who's running which one and what one's what. But uh, tell me about your tournaments, um, you know, because you, you take turns in TOing them, don't you? So that the other person can play rather well, than running them together. Or do you run them together? Me what, what, them. what it is, is uh, to clarify the point, is I run one tournament a year. <laughs> <laughs> I run the, the Preston Pillage, and that's run as part of uh, Shea Troll, um, purely and simply because I used to run all the tournaments. I used to organise and run tournaments. Um, well, so did I. All I that, oh, for for Warhammer and, and, and that. <laughs> and since we started running Kings of War tournaments, because I wanted to play, I took the sub role in the, in the, the team. <laughs> um, I'm a standby player. I will only he's, step he's aside. He's also my the, scenery painter. Yeah, uh, I'll only step aside if there's, um, <laughs> if, if, there's if we've a, got an even a, number, a, he's no, fine. Yeah, if we've got an even number, I'm fine. If we've got an odd number, I have to step down. Um, well, you haven't had to. I've ended up having to play a couple of games last year because no, you were playing. I dipped out at Winter Wonderland because we had a dropout yeah, this, on the day. this latest one, yeah. I, I, but, don't get me wrong, that was because we had 30 players on the list to begin with. Yeah. But the Preston, <laughs> I wasn't wanting to play that. The Preston Pillage is my tournament. So and I run that one. The my babies. Um, my Easter Beaster was very so much yeah, four-foot snake the Easter inspired. Beaster which is inspired by the four-foot snake. We have the Winter Wonderland, which was basically the first tournament that Jan ran. And it, and was, it was straight after Christmas, so it just seemed like a fitting kind of thing. We have the um, the Cold Up North tournament, which is an acronym that not a lot of when, people went have Went a lot on yet. with the four-foot snake, so yeah. Uh, 
but that one was run because uh, the, the club, club. Uh, Ga- the River Warriors World Games Club, has a the Ribble Rumble is run once a year. That started out in was- 1999 as a Warhammer Player Society tournament that I ran. And it's the just first, carried on the going. That was in Blackpool. Had, yeah, 120 <laughs> people. The second year I had to buy 50 extra boards because we had 200 people turn up. But that that then got carried on by the club and it's it's run through in various incarnations all the way through. It now runs at Element Games sort of October, November time. And we reintroduced, it was a big 40k tournament, we reintroduced fantasy into it with Kings of War last year. Well, we used to have a lot of fantasy battle happening there. We, yeah. we had the international scene coming to the River yeah. Rumble at times. Was it last year or the year before? Four. 2018 was the first one. 2019 yeah, yeah, was the last it was the first one. year at yeah. Kings of War. Um, we, we were unfortunate in the last couple of times that it seems to have been either the week after Mantic ran Clash of Kings <laughs> or it's the week before Mantic ran Clash of Kings. So it's sort of been starved of it's, people it's turning up. It's been in up. no man's land. It's um, not been that bad. We've, we've never dropped below 12 players. No. So. It was just one of those with that one. It's uh, it's a club run thing, and yeah. and the the points values for the tournament seem to just pop straight out of Jan's head. They do, she'll and then ju- I forget. She'll just sit there and go, <laughs> "Oh yeah, two thousand four hundred ninety-five, or and we'll we'll have this. This monster is going to be basically or, this. So that's that's why it seems I like being random. random. Yeah, I, I do like being random. You know that. Mm. It does make it far more interesting. People have to think about how they're going to get those points together and what magic items they're going to put into so many points. Yeah. But they, I, the tournaments, every tournament we go to up and down the country, we look at it and we yeah, find what, what we like and we steal it, basically. <laughs> Deal and we with come, pride. Steal with pride. It, we, come back, we, we come back up here it's and just, the, we, we just... It's a form of Throw flattery. it all together. Uh, <laughs> the only thing that is probably unique to us is the fact that I make all the trophies. I've not come mm. across anybody else so far that, that hand-paints their own trophies. That's a throwback. Uh, when, I, when, when we first started doing <laughs> tournaments, we didn't have anybody. Uh, so I donated I, a friend. A friend at work, his brother ran a trophy shop. And he had like a load of miscuts and, and offcuts and, and crap like that. And he gave me a huge box of them, and I took them away and, and that donated our, yeah. donated some figures, collected some figures from friends and things, painted them up, and made the trophies, and it's just carried on. And that's where the name Golden Troll came from, yeah, because gold, they were our GTs. Yeah, our GT they, was a Golden Troll every year. Yeah, because the, the club's <laughs> logo, I don't know if you've seen it, is a Golden Troll's head. Yeah, I have, yeah, yeah. And I, I love it. So, um, you know, you've got this this huge range of tournaments, and they they cover kind of all the bases. They're doubles, they're big points, they're small points. You know, how do people find out about them? How do people find out? What's the best place to go to find out about the tournaments that you guys are running up there in the north? Well, the the the, the really best place to go is we make sure that they're all advertised on the Kings of War Master site, cowmasters.com. We're also on the Fanatics page. We advertise on the Fanatics page. We have our own Golden Troll page. We have our own Golden Troll page on Facebook. We also have uh, the Kings of War in the North, which you you mentioned before. If you 
if you're a Kings of War player and you're in the north of England, look for that on Facebook. Then there's Ribble Warriors on Facebook, which yep. is the club itself. So quite a lot on Facebook, but they're <laughs> obviously the Cowmasters thing, which I'm... Um, is everything. From, it's not just us, obviously. It's anything you Yeah, it's every, everybody it's in Kings of War is, is urged to put their... Uh, their events and anything into that, yeah, onto uh, the page for the Cowmasters. As as for anywhere else you can find out about us, we used to have websites, but I don't think anybody keeps them maintained, if you know what I mean. No, but that might be in the future. We'll have to see. Do you guys do Twitter or anything like that? You you know you. (laughs) (laughs) I used to have to for work, so I, I try to avoid it nowadays. Yeah, yeah, me too. I don't understand it, I've got to be honest, and I just feel like an old man when I say that, but I just don't get it. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd rather do Facebook any day of the week, and most of the people I used to work with were like, well, you just send a tweet out there, it's so simple. It's like, yeah, but nobody can really interact with it. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of Facebook at all, but it seems that that is the home of wargaming. If you're a wargamer, it's on Facebook, end of story, and that's just how it is, isn't it, really? So... You gotta live I think with the so. Evil. It's the, the lesser of two evils, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. It's been really awesome talking to you guys. You know, rather than we normally chatting uh, um, on the stairs outside of a uh, various <laughs> tournaments. Tournaments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, is there any shout outs you guys want to give before we wrap up? Just a general shout out to everybody we see in tournaments and hope to see everybody again soon. Especially that rusty bloke. I've not seen him for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's down in Bomo at the moment, I isn't know, he? I know, I know, I'm gutted. I hope, I hope he's not doing too much surfing while he's down there. I imagine he's a, he's got a surfer's body, hasn't he, that man, I tell you <laughs> Well, I, I know he was surfing the table with Dan King earlier today, so the poor soul. Well, I thought <laughs> Matt James had cooked cooked burgers. They had a, they'd, they'd had an Airbnb and he'd, he'd cooked for them. Yeah, well, it looked more like he flamethrowered them, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> he was very proud of that. He sent me a picture of that on a Facebook Messenger. So, yeah, yeah, he's done well. He's done good. Looks a bit like a Iraqi tank crew, to be honest. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. That's a that's a way you outside of my frame of mind. That, that bit might need cutting out if I was you. <laughs> <laughs> well, until next time, keep counts charging. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on... Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com on Twitter at countercharge15. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons.